You're listening to Finn Too Deep. To a back to throw, blitz coming, and get to him. No, he takes off running, and he's he in. It. Touchdown, Miami! With the sixth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Jalen Waddle. Giving you unfiltered, informed, and controversial takes on the Miami Dolphins and the NFL Draft. Here's Reason and Neil. Welcome back, everyone, as we dive fin too deep. As always, we're your hosts. I'm Reason, joined by Neil Driscoll. And Neil, the news is starting to come in. We'll get to all the free agent moves that have happened over the week as we record on this Sunday, March 20th, um, around 9 p.m. at night. Um, the latest update and biggest update being former Saints left tackle and top three left tackle in the game, Taron Armstead, is currently on a flight to South Florida where he is going to be visiting with the Dolphins on Monday, Neil. I mean, I hope our players are waiting there and the full court press is beginning when he gets off a plane. You know the boss, Ross, is flying him out, and he ain't he ain't coming out coach. Man, you said it before we went live. Check your pulse right now. This would be a massive addition. The left side between him and Connor Williams can be completely solidified. How you feeling, Ter- um, how you feeling, Neil? Especially after, I mean, just mere minutes before, um, Lyle Collins was off the market as he re-upped with Cincinnati. And someone actually said to me, Neil, they said it makes you wonder if the Dolphins knew how good of a shot that they had at Taron Armstead. That as soon as Lyle gets re-upped minutes later, they announce Armstead's coming for a visit. Yeah, check your pulse is right. I mean, th- this is this is the type of impactful player that we've been waiting for. And, you know, just in life, in the modern world where Amazon rules and gets you something same-day delivery, you can order from any restaurant, they can deliver it to your house. We want instant gratification, but free agency is far from over. And the Dolphins have been trying to get Taron Armstead in for a while, and um, which makes me think that the contract is probably agreed upon at this point. Um, I, I would be, I wouldn't be shocked if it's one of those signings we hear around lunchtime tomorrow. I, I think and the, it's just formality right home. now. He wants to get into the building, meet the people, right. see the facilities. Yeah. And, and like Lyle Collins was a really intriguing option for the Miami Dolphins, but the Dolphins stopped two days ago pursuing Lyle Collins. And that's because they switched their focus into Taron Armstead. And when the Deshaun Watson domino fell and Armstead wasn't going back to New Orleans, that opened up for the, the conversation. I mean, the Dolphins had conversations with Armstead and his agent. Um, that, that's not a secret. And, and this is awesome. I, I, I mean, when I put my big board of 100 top free agents, he was number two to J.C. Jackson was number one. Um, and, and that's just because of the, you know, he's 31 years old and J.C. Jackson's 26. Both play premium positions. But, um, you know, Mike McDaniel saw firsthand in San Francisco when they got Trent Williams in there, what that did for that team. And I think this is the type of signing that that can be very equivalent to that. Uh, Taron Armstead, you said it. He's a top three left tackle in football. Um, he brings instant credibility to the offensive line. Um, with him, Hunt, and Connor Williams, you have three really, really good football players on this offensive line right now. One would be probably under that 
elite term with Taron Armstead. But um, this is a huge domino, man. This is awesome. Um, this is what we've been waiting for. Um, I hope they seal the deal. I expect them fully to do it. Um, if you remember, we did a show two weeks ago or three weeks ago, right before free agency, and we, we said, what was your one prediction? Both of us thought that we were going to come swinging to the gates for Taron Armstead. Then this whole Deshaun Watson thing kind of prevented that from happening. But, hey, you know, the Dolphins are going to pay big. Uh, I don't want to hear people arguing and crying about the price tag. It's not our money. Um, you know, to get a premium player and, and when you're a Dolphins team that hasn't won a playoff game in 21 years, you don't have a lot of leverage. So pay. I like make it happen. Uh, I'm not worried about the money. Um, I think it's a great move for this organization, and I think it changes the whole feeling and the whole vibe surrounding the Dolphins' free agency so far. Yeah, I, I, uh, I just, I'm telling you, man. Like, send the message. Everyone's getting better. You know, you see the Chargers getting better defensive side of the football. Deshaun Watson is now a Cleveland Brown. All these people are getting better. You know. Everyone is arming up, and you know what? It's a call to Armstead. All right, it's not a call to arms. It's a call to Armstead. We need Taron Armstead in Miami right now, and I'm going to tell you right now. They had a chance to add him and Lyle Collins. They have a chance right now to add him and J.C. Treader. Now, I, I don't. I haven't heard much on the J.C. Treader front uh, from any aspect, either of you, from what we talked about. So I'm not holding my breath. But Taron Armstead and Connor Williams are a damn good start. And the most interesting thing, Neil, is going to be where they pivot to because clearly they're going to clear room. If you go to a, over the cap right now, they have about $16.5 million, and that's not accounting for it. Surprisingly, every contract's been added, yet Alec Ingold's yet. And so, you know, they're clearly going to have to clear some cap and they might have to move around some contracts too. When you actually think about it, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. So what's the next move they pivot to? Do you think they're done in free agency after this move? Not at all. I, I think that they have some severe, uh, I mean, this in a good way. They have a lot of opportunity to manipulate the cap. Um, you know, I, I think they could clear up to $30 million pretty seamlessly, actually, which would put them at $45 million in cap space. So they'd probably be able to add one more quality player to this roster. And, you know, there's been names mentioned out there. There's there's rumors that they could be sniffing around Davian Clowney, I've heard. Um, there, there's a lot of good players that are still out on, on there. So they're going to be looking for value at this point. And, and I really think it's important to go fill one more big need out before we go to the draft. J.C. Treader would be amazing. Um, I have not heard a lot about him having a lot of interest from anybody at this point where, you know, maybe you could get him at a complete bargain. Uh, I, I would definitely explore that. Let me ask you this. Would you be interested in a guy like Daryl Williams on a cheap oh, deal? Oh, absolutely. Daryl Williams was really good for Buffalo. Um, and, and, like, look, we need – this offensive line, it, it's really important. Like, we knew the Achilles heel it was to our offense last year. But our division rival just got Von Miller. Right. And I, I don't really care how old Von Miller is. He's still an elite pass rusher. And it, they've been invest, investing a lot of picks in terms of Boogie Basham, Russo. You, they've been uh, they've been investing picks over the last couple of years in trying to find an edge rusher. Yeah. I mean, and, and so that you got to take notice of what your competition and you nailed it. What we've seen in terms of movement, man, I, I've never seen anything like this. Russell Wilson's a Bronco. 
Uh, Devontae Adams is a Raider. Yep. You got Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland. I mean, what we've seen. That Devontae Adams money, Neil. I know we haven't talked about it yet, oh. but geez. Good Lord. I mean, but that's quarterback I, I, money. Like Between really? Devontae Adams and Deshaun Watson, though, and what the Dolphins are going to pay <laughs> uh, Taron Armstead, we're going to see. Can I ask you this? I got to ask you this. Because I know you were a big fan of making the move for Watson. You know how I felt. You make the move. All right. If it makes sense, if they don't gouge you. And I really don't think they got overly gouged. Would you, would you have – but I did think they got gouged on the money. Oh, sure. Would you have been okay with fully guaranteeing a $230 million contract? No, I wouldn't do it for any player, though. I wouldn't do it for anyone. I mean, that's just – No, I'm not – yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying. See, I'm fine with what they gave up for Watson – I'm not fine with Draft the contract, and, and I, I'm with you there. Yeah, and I do not think there's going to be a lot of owners that are okay with that too. That's going to be a like it, it, that's going to catch you a lot of heat, man. Yeah, well, the, the draft compensation wasn't bad. Plus, if they shop Baker Mayfield, they'll probably get a second round pick back for him, right? So, I, I think overall the draft compensation wasn't bad. I do think that the 230 million dollars guaranteed. Well, you know what, though? The Browns didn't have a choice. They were out of the race. They were out. That's the only way to get back in. He was going to be an Atlanta Falcon, by the way. Yeah, I agree. And they 100% said, you know what? We're going to change the history of the NFL today because we're just going to throw it. What kind of optic is that coming off of what he does? Well, you got a guy like Calvin Ridley, bets on games, not even with inside information or against his own team. and. And I mean, this guy gets suspended for a year. Like, that's crazy, bro. Well, like, th- th- there's a lot of layers to this, man. You First better all, win. Yeah. Well, they're not going to, they're like, they're, he's going to be suspended six to eight games this year. So I don't even think the Browns make the playoffs this oh, year. Oh, you got a five year window. Obviously. But I think after this, I think the Browns are one of the best teams in the AFC or in, in football in general. I mean, I just, you know, from what we've talked about, Watson, well, like, what if Miles Garrett, like, really wants the bag? Well, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna everything that they're gonna have to sacrifice forward. somewhere. Same yeah, with Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. If Nick Chubb hit the market, he would reset the running back market. Yeah, everything they do going forward is going to be on. You you got to look at under a different. Like they're line, not going to be able to hold on to Kareem Hunt and Chubb anymore. They're going to have to, especially after they kept tender Dernis Johnson. One of those guys has got to give, and if Kareem Hunt's got to give, I would look into a, trying to acquire him right now. Well, yeah, but that's it's so funny though because the people that like on their moral compass are anti Deshaun Watson. I mean, Kareem Hunt's way worse of a human being. Oh than yeah, you know what I mean. I, but neither here nor there. They're grow, everything the Browns do going forward with Watson is going to be different. The reason I would never guarantee two hundred thirty million dollars anyone. First of all, the you legal get injured, bro. Well, the injury. I mean, Deshaun Watson's battled injuries, so it's yeah, like, that's he has a history, bro. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, because here's and, like big injuries, not little little like injuries okay like we're talking like acl we're talking about you know the alphabet here right acl mcl type stuff well and and if you do that i mean you're 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 gonna lose i mean if it did not work out you you're gonna be in purgatory for five plus years and and beyond because all all this meant and you saw me tweet it out i'm sure you did so all this means is that in five years watson's gonna be hitting the free agent market and cleveland's still gonna be without a title uh, we'll see. Come on, bro. Let's. Okay. I think that right now. Okay, five year window. Good. Five year. Five year window. Let's do a. What you want to do? Like a hundred or two hundred fifty dollar bet. Five year window. Five. Do whatever you want. Five. I'll give you five years for the Browns to win a Super Bowl. Well, here, here's my question for you. Back. Okay. Look at the AFC, right? 
and we agree that it's loaded. And that division's only getting better, might I add. See, I I, I think the I, Bengals are good. I think the Ravens are the in a interesting spot. They did everything to their offensive line. We want to do to our offensive line, bro. Well, here's my question, though. If we get Taron Armstead, I'd take Taron Armstead and Connor Williams over Alex Kappa, Ted Karras, and Lyle Collins. I'd take yeah, Connor Williams. Ted Karras is like a wash or whatever. But well, the thing is, I like the rest. Like, I like Jonah Jackson than any of our young guys, other than Hunt than any of our young guy tackles. Jonah Williams, you mean? Jonah Williams, sorry, my bad. Jonah Jackson, I'm out here calling Dawson's Creek or whatever. Yeah, Jonah Williams, the Bama one they took in the top 15. Yeah, he's been I'm hurt fu- a lot, though. I agree. I mean, he played I, good last year, though. He was healthy last year. I just think, dude, like if you and I don't want to spend a lot of time with Deshaun Watson because I, I, yeah. I, the Browns are gonna be my team that I want to beat, man. I hate Will. Well, I'm talking about the Bengals right now, but I, and you, and you know, good. the Steelers are gonna try and make a play for Malik Willis to get him right back in the thick of things. Yeah, but you know what, though, you know what, just and happened, all it takes though? is Lamar Jackson, it's gonna be a contract year. And for some reason, every player in the NFL all of a sudden finds a new level in the contract year. So, well, here, here, the, the, the quarterback race in the draft got really interesting because I've heard Malik Willis is really on the line's radar at number two. And now, if, if he got past that part, like Giants, Carolina's got to get a quarterback now, right? Like they, they want to watch. Well, where are they? Aren't they like seven or nine or something? They're like that? six. They're six. The Giants so are the ones I'd be afraid they're of. They're trying to get Dwayne Brown wrapped up as their left tackle right now, is from, from everything I've been reading. And they're going to go in and, like, if God, could you imagine? If and they, they added Bozeman, right? Yeah, on a one year deal. And they also added Johnny Hecker, that punter from, uh, stud punter from the LA Rams, who's on the yeah, 2010 and they added Austin game. Corbett, Corbett, yeah, yeah like guard. guard. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they, I mean, they've done some things, but man, they're, they got Sam Darnold. Like, I mean, if say Malik Willis does go number two, the Lions, how would you sell your fan base on taking Kenny Pick in at six? I, I just don't know how. No, man. But, I'm good. But like, but the last I take Desmond team, Ritter before I took him. The last game of the FC is crazy, but think about the Browns, man. It's just like their running game is insane. Their offensive line is insane. Now losing JC Treader is, is a big blow. I, they're now they're on the center market, right? But with that said, I mean, like their defense, uh, and and like I I forgot about this honestly, but they got Amari Cooper in there now. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they're they're going to be a good team. I mean, they they. You got to try to bring back Jarvis on the cheap and Clowney. Yeah, I know they're working on it, but no, man, let's, you know, I think for the Dolphins, like this is, this has been a, it has been a really solid free agency. And, and when they seal the deal for Taron Armstead, it goes to really good to me because I'm looking at it from totality and, and there's three signings they made that I love. Uh, I love Teddy Bridgewater because I think if Teddy Bridgewater was on our team last year, we're in the playoffs. I agree. Um, I think he's a top three backup in football, no doubt. Um, I have a lot of confidence if he had a start. Um, and if our if Tua does get injured, our season's not derailed because I don't think there's a huge drop off at this point from Tua to Teddy Bridgewater. So I absolutely love the money. And people are like, oh, six point five million dollars. Man, Mike Lennon was a backup making like fifteen million dollars a year, man. Like six point five mo- million dollars for Teddy Bridgewater is great. That's a great value. I love it, right? I love Connor Williams. Um, he was my 24th over, overall rated free agent. Um, so I had him way way above like Alex Kappa. Um, you know, I had Lakin Tomlinson above him. You know, I, I liked him, and I think the Jets got a good player there. I'm going to be interested to see where he plays because he's a left guard. They just drafted Elijah Vera Tucker to be, right, that left guard. So I, I, I want to see what happens there. But, like, outside of Ryan Jensen – and Lakin Tomlinson, 
Connor Williams was my third rated interior offense alignment overall. Yeah. Um, and, and I just think he's a really good player. I know he had the penalties last year, but that was more of an anomaly than it was the, the kind of trend. He's been really low penalties ever since that. He can move well. He's got some good versatility. He plays a nasty. He can, you know, he can get out and pull. Uh, he, he's good in the running game. I, I just think Connor Williams was a great, great, great pickup for a great contract. And then the third move I love, and I'm not saying this guy's going to be a number one, and I don't know if he's going to be a number two receiver, but Cedric Wilson, I think he's going to come in here. Um, got to remember, we took Will Fuller last year, and he had three catches for 28 yards. Um, you know, that was going to be the guy that was supposed to help this offense. Set, I, I don't think the Dolphins are done at the receiver position. Um, I think they're. Gonna, I think that's a great target for them in the first or second round of this draft. But I, I'll be honest, man. The the Gesicki, Devontae Parker, Cedric Wilson, and Jalen Waddle kind of has me a little hype because I know that they're going to add one more to the equation. So I, I really like those three moves. And then, you know, obviously, like I think they had to pay a lot of money to get Agba back. But you know, he's a cornerstone to that defense. He's playing hit the, the best football, uh, you know, of his career, obviously, and. I know two teams that were poised to make a big run at them. And these two names people are familiar with because they they do good things. The Baltimore Ravens and the Buffalo Bills both had Emmanuel Agba in their eyesight. So if Agba hit the market, the Bills preferred at that time Agba over even Von Miller. That was the guy they wanted to go in and get. The Dolphins got it done with like minutes to spare. And now you look at our defense. I mean, the band's back together. I mean, we we signed every damn linebacker we had to a one-year deal, right? And we have Agba. So, I mean, you know, you go into the draft now, you know, the needs the Dolphins have are pretty clear. They need another linebacker because everyone's on a one-year deal. They need a true middle linebacker. They need another weapon. I, I think they need one more receiver. I, I, and I think they want it to be a guy who's an eventual replacement to Devontae Parker. And then yeah. I, I think that just because – they added some really nice talent to their backfield. I still think they need to take a good running back in the fourth round, like a. They're going to take a guy White. on day two or day three. Yeah, like a Rashad uh, Rashad White out of Arizona State, a James my Polk number four running back on my Brian Robinson, Tyler Algier, one of those guys. I think is a good pick in the, in the fourth, and and I do think that they should look at like a center option to challenge Michael Dieter, like. My, uh, gonna be the dude, Alec Lindstrom from boys uh, from Boston College obviously makes a lot of sense with the coaching that we hired for the um, and Applebaum to run the offensive line. So you know, I, I think you know, let's get Armstead done. Let's let's not kind of put the uh, cart before the horse here, but I do think that gets done. God, man, if you go out and get one more need filled, the draft's gonna be a lot of fun. Just go it, get JC so Treader. Like that's the move. If you go get JC Treader right now, you'd be walking in. With Armstead, Connor Williams, Treader, Hunt, and you could try and salvage Austin Jackson at right tackle. I still don't think Eichenberg's the answer there. Or you could draft a guy. I mean, imagine if this coaching staff, technique-wise, with his feet and his hand placement, could clean up Daniel Flele out of Minnesota. Right. Imagine if they could clean up a guy who's like 6'8", 380 pounds, and they could Build a clean bully. that up. Build a bully. <clears throat> like, you put that next to Hunt? Who the hell's you're gonna run? Jesus, that would be ridiculous. So, like, you know, there's there's or you know, I'm high on Abe Lucas, who I think would be a perfect fit for this offense. Um, like there's options, you know, and then you know, in that case, Eichenberg and Jackson fight to be your swing tackle, and Dieter can be your swing guard center. 
And so like you could fill this out pretty quickly. Like it's all, and if you were to do that, it's all about going into the draft with as many needs filled as possible. So you can be flexible. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Or, or adding good players. Cause I would say like, I, I'm kind of sitting here thinking about this and we've talked about this before the air, but I'm actually going to change my answer here on the fly. If I could add one player to this roster, who's a free agent outside of Taron Armstead, even though I really love what we have with Jalen Phillips, Emmanuel Agba, and Andrew Van Ginkle, you know who I want to add? Zadarius Smith. I, I totally forgot that he was available. The Ravens think there was a rumor that the yeah, Ravens what, signed what him. Fell apart. Yeah, yeah. But it fell apart. But the, the truth is, I think that somebody in the building ran with it when it wasn't finalized. That I think Zadarius Smith was actually insulted by the money. And he's on the market. And man, he was an all pro just recently within the last year, right? So I, I just I think I think we need more. We need more money sprinkled around our offense. <clears throat> you know, if you want my honest opinion, at the money he would be costing us, that's a luxury signing for where we're at with our defense compared to our offense. Like, you know, my favorite signings of this was obviously I was huge on the Cedric Wilson. You know, I actually hit up Marcus Mosier of Locked On Cowboys. We had a conversation about Connor Williams and Cedric Wilson. Obviously, my two favorites so far until Taron Armstead actually goes through. You know, you look at uh, Wilson, you know, this is a guy who he can play outside, you know, or, you know, he could be your Y, he could be your Z. I think what we all thought we were going to get with Albert Wilson or Will Fuller, I think he's going to bring some of that to the table. And people got to remember, buried behind Gallup, buried behind Cooper, buried behind Lamb, buried behind an ascending pass catcher, Dalton Schultz, and Zeke still needed to get his carries, and Pollard needed to get his carries when he's out there. So not enough ball to go around. I think Wilson's going to surprise a lot of people. I love Connor Williams. He's nasty. He'll punch you in the mouth. Uh, not afraid. I think the penalties can get cleaned up. I mean, Joe Philbin was his offensive oh. line coach. I'm not totally. And Connor never had these big of a penalty issues before. Okay, yeah, so this, I, was, I think, I think this was, was an anomaly, thing. man. And yeah. this was a guy heading into this season, the trajectory. I was talking about Marcus Mosier about this too. A lot of people thought this guy was going to get a long-term deal with about like $30 million guaranteed. Like, he, he, you know, he's not going to be 25 till May. All right? And under this staff, I love it. And my third one is actually Alec Ingle. Yeah, I like him a lot too. I think, I think there's only one better scheme fit at that position in the NFL. And guess where he is? I'll use check in San Francisco. Right. Correct. So I think this guy is dynamic. I think he's a great blocker. I know he's coming off an ACL injury, but he's going to be ready to go. I think he just adds another level to well, what we want to do. I mean, you look at how much, you know, the dolphins, you know, were one of the, you know, middle bottom, of the pack teams in terms of using a, using a lead blocker, you go look at San Francisco. They were first in the NFL and using a lead blocker. Well, so you're, you're on man. You're on to something big here. Uh, Cause Alec Ingold, I think is going to become like a, a fan favorite. Dolphin fans player. are going to love him. Yes. I said this on my right. stream after we signed him. Dolphin fans are going, this is the, dude, you had people who loved Chandler Cox and he wasn't even that, didn't really contribute that much. People are going to love Alec Ingold. This is the definition of not only will I bring my lunch pail to work, I'm going to do some special things at work too. That's going to impress you. I mean, the, you, this guy hurdles people. He's legit. 
Yeah, well, and I'm just going to piggyback off what you're saying because I actually really like what they did at the running back position too. I love our room, and I know we're not done. I know we're going to have a day two or day three pick added to this. Well, look how fast they signed Chase Edmonds out of the and, gate. And, and you know what? You know what I keep telling people? What's amazing about that? You know what's amazing about that? Mike McDaniel saw him twice a year. What does that say? What Mike McDaniel thinks about what he can do with Chase Edmonds in his offense. This is a guy he saw twice a year while he's in San Francisco. He knows what he's getting. And that tells you, dude, if Raheem Mozart stays healthy and Chase Edmonds healthy and you add in Gaskin and Ockman, not make the team. Dude, it's going to be between him and Ackman because they're very similar profiles. They're basically the same type of player, and except Ackman's a little faster, but Ackman came from San Francisco, so that might give him the up. And then you add, I think Dokes is done. And then whoever you add to the room, it's going to be very interesting to see how this room, because I don't think they're done. They're going to add someone. And it's going to be very, because you know what we don't have right now? Look on that room. Who are you giving the ball to on third down? I'm telling you who they're going to like, man. You want to hear who they're going to like? Who? Brian Robinson from Alabama. Alabama, yeah, he's a good. He's a. He's a. He's he can be more than a three down back though. They better be careful with that one. Yeah, I, I, I'm just. I, I actually really like. I like, like this running back uh, class. To be honest with you. Oh, I, I like it a lot too, and I don't think you need to go in the second. I, I don't think the Dolphins like if Isaiah him. Spiller falls a little. Oh, he could be. I mean, like he could fall in the third round. I mean, I just don't think they're going to take a running back in the first or second round. No, um, no, no. I, I mean, like if he falls because he didn't go to the combine, if he slips oh, yeah. a little. But there's a couple. You know what I mean? Like, dude, what about Jerome Ford out of Cincinnati? Like him a lot. Not, like him a lot. You know. Well, here, here's another Damian that Pierce. I actually like. I like I like bringing back Durham Smythe. I got to be honest. I, I'm a I'm a fan um, of the deal. I think he's a good. You know, first of all, he drafted him right, and, and he's kind of like a homegrown player at this point. But why he's a jack of all trades. He's a very underrated player. And Moose Shaheen, because why, why why do we have Hunter Long on this roster? It's too convoluted. Hunter Long needs to get reps, so Shaheen needs to go. Then that's and my Stephen thing. Carter. I think both him and Stephen Carter. Yeah, Stephen Carter needs to go. Give me my two million or whatever. We have a we have a real true fullback at this point, and we don't. So we could get at two point five million and save. Yeah, there, and they but, signed that other fullback to the practice squad. Remember, was it John Lovett from? Uh, Penn yeah. State? yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's a Baylor transfer. Yeah, he's he's yeah. actually he's actually a pretty good runner. Um, but I'll, I'll say what I didn't like. I, I didn't like bringing back Preston Williams. I know it's not a big deal. Uh, I know there's you know more it's going to be on the cheap. I think what I think happened there was okay. You know he was healthy last year. Well, he killed you the know, Niners. <laughs> But you know he also got punished, right? He got punished yeah, yeah. for what his agent, you know, his agent telling everyone he's healthy. So I think they brought him back because remember he wouldn't have been a UDFA if he didn't have that um, stuff going on. And I think they just saw as, hey, you know, they brought him back on the cheap. I think if Flores was here, he'd be gone. Um, you know, I the one thing I didn't like was letting Mac walk. Yeah, yeah, Mac Collins. No- but they were bringing their guys in. They got the guy crossing in who's going to be the special teams. And Sherfield. Yeah. yeah, they got Sherfield. So they got like – he wanted his guys. I like Matt Collins a lot, man. Great. But I just would have liked to see him in the offense too. He could have offered you something in this offense, I think. Yeah, I mean that's one of the ones that hurts to lose. But, you know, I – I would have rather them bring him back than Durham Smythe if you want my honest opinion. 
Yeah. I, I see. I, Durham Smythe just does a lot of that gritty work that doesn't show up in the stat box, you know? Yeah, but so does Holland when Holland, when Mac Holland, when you ask him to, like, remember, they've given, oh, last year they gave him some uh, tight end snaps, and he's a good blocker, and you need, and he can be a good blocker as a receiver. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, it is what it is. I'm not, well, here's the thing about Crossing that I like. Crossing's going to be a good dime corner, too. So, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we got Needham back. We're going to have Byron. We're going to have X. We're going to have, um, our boy Igbenogany, but I, I think Crossin's going to get some snaps and be pretty actually pretty damn good at corner for us too. So I actually like that move a lot too because he's a, he's a great special teams player. He had they're definitely with them with them bringing back Brennan Scarlett and Landon Roberts and Duke Riley though they're definitely drafting a guy. Yeah, and, and that's what I I didn't like those moves. I got to be honest. Like if you add the Aguavin, a Landon Roberts, um, uh, Brennan Scarlett, I actually like Duke Riley. I got to say that I like him as a depth guy. The other ones, though, if you put their $10 million together, go get J.C. Treader. Let those guys go. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to, you know, like allocate the money a little bit differently. I I know what they had to bring them back, and they had to get depth. And the only linebackers we had were Jerome Baker and Calvin Munson under contract. And and, and I I do think that Landon Roberts Mm -hmm. is an awesome culture guy, and he does have a good relationship with Tua. But he's a rotational guy. He's not a starter. Yeah, but you know what? I, I do think he makes some good impact plays. I'm, I, you know, I'm okay. I'm not denying that, but he's a rotational guy. Like the thing is, we don't have like next, and I, I, you know, we don't have a starter next to Jerome. Well, you know, you they they got to grab said, him. Though, look, look, if we get, we kept Agba, we yeah. tagged Gasicki, we tendered Nick Needham, right? We say we add Taron Armstead, Connor Williams, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mozart, Ingold, uh, um, Cedric Wilson. That brought back all those linebackers we just mentioned. I mean, it's been a solid. Well, I like the the thing is, I I don't, I think people are undervaluing, you know, bringing back, you know, Ogba and re-signing some of our own. This is where I will back you up on the Durham Smythe is the message it sends from McDaniels, all the players that if you produce, even if you're not my guy, I'll take care of you. And, you know, especially with the defense, they brought back the same defense because if it ain't broke, don't try and revamp it. And I got to appreciate how they're bringing back basically the same uh, unit. Yeah, I I, I think the, um, because you know what the thing is, my friend. Too, you're gonna find out if Boyer can give us the same results without Flores. We're gonna, you know, that's gonna put a lot of things into perspective for us fans. I will say that too. You know, they've kind of, you know, McDaniel the same way they're position trying to position Tua where no excuses. If you perform, we're gonna roll with you. This they're doing the same thing to Boyer. Hey, no excuses. We're giving you the same defense. We expect the results we saw out of you know 2020 and from those uh, eight out of those last nine games. We don't want that seven game losing streak. Well, here, here's a question. Like, let's look at it by, by position, right? Okay. On defense, we're the same, right? We've signed everyone. We brought back Agba. We're, I think Phillips is going to be a lot better, which is going to be great for us. But at the end of the day, we can agree that our defense is the same as it was last year, right? Fair? Yeah. All right. So in at the quarterback position, we've upgraded, right? Teddy Bridgewater is better than Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I agree. At running back position, we're night and day Upgraded. better. Miles yeah. Gaskin went from the number one guy to the number three, maybe number four At guy. Best. Yeah. And we added a true fullback, right? Yeah. At tight end, we're the same. Right? Unless yeah. I unless yeah, yeah, yeah. And, no, and I expect Hunter Long to make a leap. If we had Taron Armstead tomorrow, him and Connor Williams, that is the most drastic improvement to the whole team, right? Yeah. 
Jason Sanders is going to be better last year than he was this year. Uh, he'll he'll be better this year than he was last year, right? Yeah. So we don't have a punter. If we dig up my dead grandmother, we have a better punter than Mike Pilardi. So, uh, Matariza, right? With yeah, one of, well, with that third true. round pick yeah. or one of those fourth round picks. That's the agenda. Oh, I, right I, th- I think we should use one of our fourth round picks on him. Um, but like, and then we're looking for a true return guy. I don't know where we are with that, but Crossen's a great special teams guy, right? We we've added all of our linebackers like Brendan Scarlett. They go chase them, Duke Riley. I, I just think the team's a lot better than people are, are giving them credit. Let me for ask you this. The last year. And, I, and I'm not a Kool-Aid drinker guys. Like, like I just oh, think yeah, we're yeah. a lot better right now than we are this year already. And we haven't had the draft in we'll Let me ask you this. Add another player. What, what, what have you, why is Jayon Brown's market been so injured, slow? injured? He came off. Another, he's coming off another injury. I think you think you can get him on the cheap or because there's a couple guys at inside linebacker. I mean, depends on how you feel about Joe Schobert. Um, if you can find that old Browns form, I'm good. Uh, Nick Kwiatkowski, I think, is kind of an underrated guy from the Raiders. Um, Jayon Brown. How about Alexander Johnson, the linebacker that was for the Broncos? So, Broncos, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm wondering what people are. Do you think it's his age, that he's 30 and he wants a big pay? Yeah, he's some big you know, I know Quan, Quan's never been the same since he was in Tampa. Quan my, Alexander. My top remaining free agents right now. I'm talking like, about linebacker, though. Yeah, it, well, Bobby Wagner is the, the prize, right? Yeah, but I don't like. I'm looking at guys that aren't going to cost, cost Bobby Wagner money, is what I'm looking at. Yeah, Leonard Fournette's still out there too. Whew. Yeah, well, you know where he's going to go. Where do you think? Tampa. Yeah, back. back yeah. yeah, he could. Trent like Brown. Bobby Wagner is going to cost you fifteen to eighteen million dollars a year. We're not going to put that kind of money into it. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know who's out there that I don't, I don't want, but I could see it happening. Dante Hightower. Yeah. Um, he's he's got the size. He's got the you know obviously all three basins out there. Hitchens. Yeah, I'm just going through all my notes here. Remember when gonna... Bostick was supposed to be good coming out of college? The hype. Yeah, Florida dude, John Bostick. Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, good old Neville Hewitt. Mm-hmm. Dolphin fans will remember, bro. I actually, I actually like Neville Hewitt to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, the linebacker. There's position. options. Yeah. It's weak, but I there's mean, options. Here's you the add. thing, is, right? Like. One of the linebackers will probably be there when we're at 29. And everyone's like, oh, there's no way Nakobe Dean will fall. But yeah, yeah, there is a lot of ways that he could fall there potentially. Like, right? Like, I, I hate when people talk in absolutes like that because you never know. Like, right? Like, you you and I can agree that three quarterbacks will probably go before we pick. We'll probably yeah. say five to six receivers will go before we pick. We'll probably say five offensive tackles go before we pick, right? I, I mean, that's. That's 14 players right there. You know, we know at least five edge rushers are going to go. Jordan Davis and Devontae White are going to go before we pick. I mean, the corners, right? You definitely know Stingley, Ahmad Gardner is going to go. Trent McDuffie's probably going to go. I just, I, I, you know, like, here's my. Hamilton's going to go. I mean, you, you really sold on his size on the inside at the next level. I mean, man, I understand. 5'11, 229, bro. Like, you know, like well, Devin, it, it doesn't yeah, necessarily like, have to be Dean, though. I, I think Devin Lloyd. This had a guy looks bad like workout. you know. It looks like you're gonna want to throw him on the weak side more than the interior at that size. You know what I mean? I don't know how. You know, this guy's gonna have to be playing through traffic, shedding blocks at that size at this level. You know, I see him more potentially. He might, maybe he is an inside at the next, but. You know, just on his athletic profile, it just seems more like a weak side guy. Well, Roquan Smith made it work, right? Like, 
he, he's been good. I, I, I get he's, he's light. Nicobe Dean's light, and he's really light for the Dolphins' defense. I, 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 I potentially think that Devin Lloyd could be there. Um, and that's who makes sense for me in this. Oh, yeah, he's got the because you know, size. Roquan 6'1, 230. Yeah, but he, like he he's was, a little he's taller, right? He's put on some weight since he came out of Georgia. I mean, him and I, the thing about Nicobe Dean, man, is his, his, his nose for the football, his ability to trigger, and how quick he gets. Oh, the his dude, that guy is exploding. Yo, dude, he's in my top. He's my 10th overall player. He's bro, my 10th he's, overall player. Yeah, he's a beast, bro. I just worry about, um, you know, you think of the things we ask a Landon Roberts. Think of the well, just think of the things we ask a Landon Roberts to do. You know what I mean? And and what you're gonna and then now ask Nicobe to D on that. Well, you know, hey, you never know, man. I, I like the guy, but you look at then you look at you know Devin, and he's got a little bit bigger of a frame to add to, and he's already like two forty. 63240. Um and he's more versatile for sure. Yeah, I think I, I would take Devin over Nicobe, but I'm gonna tell you this right now. At 29th, they drafted Nicobe Dean. Yes. I would not shed a tear because I I like you, you have him a little bit higher than me, but I do have him as a top 25 player in this draft. So well, here's I, a guy that you I get I, a top 25 player at 29. That's a you did it. I probably uh, yeah, I'm a He's a top 20 player, actually. I correct myself. So if you can get that at 29, because I just looked at my rankings. So you get that at 29, then I'm not going to shed a tear because that's taking the best player available and that's drafting and filling a need with a player that shouldn't have really been there at 29. So I'm well, let, let me let me give you a dark horse name for pick 29 in the first round. One person mocked it. I think it was Lance Erline. But his teammate at Georgia, Quay Walker. Wow. I, I it'd be considered a reach for some. I, I think he's 6'3, 240. Um, I know a lot of people view him as a much better pro than collegiate player. I think he's a guy that's a lot of fit. There's D- Damon Clark from LSU. He's another guy that's a really good fit. There's Leo Chanel from Wisconsin that's Love got him. size. I mean, there's some guys that there's Channing and Chino, Muma. another Georgia Where's guy. Boy, Muma? Yeah, Chad Muma's there. Um, a guy who's underachieved but has so much upside in Brandon Smith from Penn State. Um, Troy Channing Anderson Tindale from Montana from State. Yeah, Channing yeah. Tindall, another Georgia guy. I mean, you don't have to go round one. And, and traditionally, inside linebacker, you know, Bobby Wagner was a second-round pick, right? Yeah. So, what do, you like, about, what do you think about Terrell Bernard from uh, Baylor? Yeah. Oh, he, he. I mean, he's my I'm, – I'm looking at my – he's my linebacker. What do you think of Mike team. Rose from Iowa? Uh, I like Rose, Iowa State. Um Tough guy, probably not the best athlete, but I mean, there's a, like a lot of really good players. And one guy we're not really talking about because he he had he had a bad year two years ago, but he kind of put himself back on the map last year was Christian Harris from Alabama. Alabama, yeah, yeah. yeah he, you know, he he can rush the passer. I mean, so I mean, there's a lot of options at linebacker, and you could probably get one at that third round pick. Um, you know, the receiver position is the one where I think the Dolphins really need to be zeroed in and figure out what they're going to do. Um, there's a, there, there's a chance that a guy like Jameson Williams coming off that injury could fall to him. But we were talking about a couple guys that we really think fit the profile of what we're looking to do. And another dark horse name for Pickett 29 is George Pickens for Georgia. Uh, he just he just really fits. That's my guy, bro. Yeah. I, I actually like uh, – we do. I dropped my wide receiver big board. I had him rated ninth, but I actually – my opening line is I'm way he's way lower on this list than I am on him because the only reason why he's nine on my list 
was not only because he's coming off that injury, um, but also, you know, the uh, the red flags, right? Punching players in the face. I've heard he's punched a teammate in the face. You know, his own coach called him immature and such like that. Like, those are major red flags. So, but you talk about talent-wise, this guy is a freak. And I think, you know, I was telling you before we started recording, I think when you look at what we're looking at for X, he's the prototypical guy. When you look at his athleticism, you look at his size, you look at his ability. When I think of an X in this, a true X in this offense, George Pickens really, really jumps off the page at me. Yeah, well, here, so I literally just had someone on Twitter send me a message, asked me what my wide receiver big board looks like. So I'll go live and do my top 10 right now while we're talking about it. I have Jamison Williams, number one overall, Bama. I have Traylon Burks, number two, Arkansas. Drake London, USC three. Then I have the Ohio State boys back-to-back, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Uh, number six, I got Jahan Dotson. At seven, I got David Bell. Eight, George Pickens. Nine, Christian Watson. And 10 is John Mechie. And... My honorable mention is Sky Moore from Western Michigan. So that's kind of how I have my top 10 right now. But, like, there's no doubt a couple of those options will be there at pick 29. Um, If you like a guy like Christian Watson or a guy like George Pickens, that's not as – And I've seen mocks with Watson going in the top 15. Yeah, I I just think if you like those guys and it's not, you know, it's not as trendy as seeing, like, Chris Olave go there or Jahan Knotson, but, like – I mean, you got to also think that we have two guys. I mean, Cedric Wilson brings some good size to our position, so I'm excited to add him. I'll give and you my uh, top 15. Go ahead. Rock and roll. I, so 15, it really came down to Khalil Shakur out of Boise State, Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati, or Justin Ross out of Clemson. And I just like Shakir. I think he's a good route runner. I think he's a better one. He's a playmaker. I, I really liked his film. Uh, 14, I got Jalen Tobert out of South Alabama. Uh, great athlete, deep threat, love him. Calvin Austin at 13 out of Memphis, again, freak athlete. You know, I don't know if you heard what Sauce Gardner said about him, but he said that uh, Austin was one of the toughest he's ever gone against. If you actually watch the 2020 film of uh, Calvin Austin going up against Sauce, he gave him the business, bro. Uh-oh. At 12, I got Sky Moore. Um, at 11, I got John Michi. At 10, I got Wandell Robinson out of Kentucky. Uh, this guy's a crazy explosive athlete at nine, you know, uh, again, don't let this placement on this list fool you. I love him. Um, George Pickens at nine, just cause of his red flags at eight is where I got, um, Olave bro. Um, at seven, I got Jahan Dotson at six. I got David Bell. Um, at five, I got Garrett Wilson at four. I got James. Oh, sorry. I, I apologize. At uh, six, I have David Bell. At five, I have Christian Watson. At four, I have um, uh, Garrett Wilson. Um, At three, I have Jameson Williams because of the injury. If it wasn't for the injury, he'd be vying. And then two, Traylon. And then one, I have Drake London. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because when you look at your top 15, we have all the same names. The only guy that I have that's in my who's number 15 that you didn't mention is Vilas Jones from Tennessee. Where's think, David Bell on yours? He's seven. David Bell seven for yeah, me. Yeah. Okay. I, I think Vilas Jones from Tennessee is a guy the Dolphins, you know, they're looking for a return man, right? Yeah. And he's one of the best return men uh in this draft. And you know, he's a you know a low end receiver, but a really impactful kick returner, punt returner. And, and I'm happy that they're looking for that because I like as much as he's great at it. I don't want Jalen Waddle doing it. He's too valuable for me. Well, it seems like they're not going to it. Yeah, I'm happy about that for sure. I would love – I'm telling you, though, my top five, like 
Watson, you know, Watson at five, Wilson at four, Jameson at three, Traylon at two, um, and then Drake London at one. Those are all guys I would love at 29. You know, when I talk about, um, you know, David Bell, um, Jahan Dotson, Olave, George Pickens, Wanda Robinson, and up to Michi, so six to 11 on my list, those are guys I'd be okay, I'd be fantastic with taking at 50. That's how much I like this class. My one to oh. five is 29 guys. My um, my six to 11 is guys I would be a-okay with at 50. Right. Oh, it's a, it's a great receiver. I play. like it. Like, I don't think there's a wad, a Waddle or a um, or a Jamar Chase in this class, but, like, they're all right there. You know what I mean? Like, the top guys are right there. Yeah, I, I don't think there's I don't think there's anybody of that caliber in the draft. Now, I, yeah. I do think that the Jamison Williams thing is something to watch because it could push in a if he's in there at twenty nine. Oh my god! I mean, you run you run to the podium and you literally sit there and say, "But what do you do if we don't sign a center and Linderbaum and Jameson are on the board?" I, I take Jamison Williams over anybody. <laughs> you know, I love him, man. So you're just pure BPA, which is how you should draft. I agree. Right. With you. Yeah. When I and Tyler, like, so both of them were top ten overall players on my yeah, board. But you're so just like, going I, BPA. I love Tyler. I actually think Tyler. Uh, so sneak peek, I, I'm actually working on mock draft 1.0, um, mm-hmm. and I'll kind of give a peek behind the curtain. I actually have the Dolphins landing Tyler Linderbaum at 29 mm-hmm. in my mock draft. So, and I'm surprised he's there, but like, I like. The way I do it, man, is like I legitimately put the team needs out there, and yeah, you know, I don't just think about. Not a lot of teams need a quality starting center right now, huh? It's it's positional value, right? Like I like like you know I've said this before on the show, like that you know like edge, corner, left tackle, they're going to go higher. Quarterback, those four positions are going to go. Guys like Bernard Raymond. Kenny Pickett, who have no business going in the top 20, are going to oh go in the top God. 20. Overdrafted, yeah. yeah, because that, that's what happens. That happens every year. That's like, you know, we're not – I'm not reinventing the wheel, but, like, the, I have Zion Johnson actually going to Tampa Bay above above um, Linderbaum because they kept Jensen, right? And they're, they're traded, they traded for Shaq Mason, but they have a huge hole at left guard where Allie Marpet retired. So – like I just thought Zion Johnson was a really good plug and play there. And yeah. um, I, you know, and then, you know, I, I just, you know, I saw the receivers and I haven't done round two yet. There's three good receivers that are going to carry over open in round two. I think I had Dotson still on the board. I had Christian Watson still on the board and George Pickens all available. Mm. So which you know, one of those guys would you take at 50? I take any of them <laughs> seriously, yeah, but I, I think the best fit, for what we're looking to do is actually going to be George Pickens. Yeah, I think Pickens or Watson are actually a better dude. I, Dotson doesn't make sense with how this. You already got Bowden and Cedric, and Dotson's going to be a slot guy, right? He doesn't, he doesn't, that's why I'm lower on him than all these other people are. Like I see people out here, oh, wide receiver. Anyone who has Jahan Dotson as wide receiver one, I don't know what the hell you are on. Well, I, I I like Dotson a lot, but I, I also think you got to think about shaping the receiver room the right. Yeah, way, but right? come on, even if let's say you weren't a Dolphins fan, you're just a, a football fan. You're telling me you would have Dotson as your number one receiver on? The, there's no way. There's too no. too much talent ahead of him. Now, when you add in, you are a Dolphins fan. You got to take in talent plus positional need, and when you look in talent and a positional need. That's why Dotson's not in my top five. That's why even David Bell is ahead of him because I need an X more than I need a, a, a Y right now or a guy who can flex out as a Z. 
when you create a draft board, right? Like you can do it for an overall draft board, but like my draft board for the Miami Dolphins would not mirror what my overall draft board is, right? Like I would just have yeah, exactly. There's different yeah. players that are different fits. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, like you know, like like positions that we don't need. Like yeah. I wouldn't have any quarterbacks high except my boy Sauce Gardner on my big board for the Dolphins, just because I think he's a great fit for what we look for. But other than that, I mean, like, you know, I, I would put receiver, like, you know, like somebody who's like Right now, our needs going in are right tackle, right center, receiver, and I'm not going in order. Receiver, yeah, um, inside linebacker, and then um, what? A running back in some shape or form because everyone's on one-year deals, really. Right. Even Edmonds, if you look at it, the work, it's a one-year deal if you want right. to get out. And then, you know what? We need maybe some depth at defensive tackle behind Raekwon. Um, if, maybe, if, we, if we get rid of Adam Butler, right? You know, maybe if you cut Rowe, add another safety like you had mentioned privately before we when we talked. You know, maybe you want to add another corner to the room in case you want to move, you know, try and see if you can develop a guy where if – X and uh, what's his face or Byron, one of those guys you want to move off next year, they can maybe step up and fill a, like other than that, you know, we really, we don't have major, you know, center right tackle, you know, I'm going to tell you no. something crazy though. I think that if we sign Taron Armstead, mm -hmm. that we're not going to spend a pick in the top three rounds on offensive line. I think that there's really truth to them thinking the last coaching staff was just abysmal. And I think, I they think they're going to draft Lindstrom wherever that falls. Yeah, he could probably Jackson's right. the one I think they're going to try at right tackle. I think all, I think Austin Jackson is going to is going to yeah he's going to be better in this player not dude. named Tua Tungavaloa yeah. from the Mike McDaniel's hire. He's going to be really yeah. Do. I agree. He's got the athletic profile. He just his thing is he's got a couple of things he needs to work on. So hand placement and footwork, which is all can be coached up. He needs to get his anchor better, and that's on him hitting the gym, right? Um, and he needs and the fourth thing I would say is. He needs to improve his motor. Too many times I'm watching him with his hands on his hips, watching the play develop. Other than that, you look at him, bro, and, you know, he's got quick feet. He's good in open space, getting to the second level quick. He's good in the screen game. You know, you can pull with him. So he checks a lot of boxes with what you want to do offensively here. Well, here, here's an underrated thing about signing a guy like Taron Armstead, right? Mm-hmm. Austin and Austin Jackson can learn from him too. Right. Like th this here's the thing because you're right with him on his hands hip there's so many times I've seen that. Yeah. The whole line was young and unprepared. Dude, do you think Taron Armstead? See, that's the problem, Neil. Who the hell was our captain on that offensive line last year? Do you remember? Who was the captain? Jesse Davis, bro. Right, now okay, Taron yeah. Armstead's going to walk in and be the captain of that unit. You think he's going to let that crap go, bro? His rookie season because I did not love the Austin Jackson pick. We've talked about it. I hated it, it bro. I, I'm, hated it. I, I was, was on devastated. a fellow YouTuber before I started my channel. We went live for every day, for every draft. I called. I said, please, literally, we were live. I said, please don't take, right before it happened, please don't take Austin Jackson. Please don't. Because I saw the run on tackles had started. And yep. I was like, they're going to need jerk. And freaking Austin Jackson. And I had released an offensive tackle big board my first big board actually i'd started for inside the nfl but i'd started on this other youtube channel and i said i had already committed so i said okay i'll do it for you but i'd released my ot big board on inside the nfl i had jackson as my ot 10 wow 
Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't far off from that. And I would say this, though. His rookie year, I was surprised. He outplayed Andrew Thomas, who, who was a rookie for the Dude, Giants. Dude, I went on live and ate crow after, like, the first six games. And right. then by the end of the season, I said, I'm going to take that crow back. Thank you very much. Yeah, and, and, and like, you know, <laughs> you're going to have lumps and growing pains with young players. He's still extremely young. He's still extremely toolsy. Yeah, that's the and thing, the toolsy thing. That's what it is. I, I, I seriously – so I predict that the offensive line is going to be Taron Armstead. Connor Williams, Michael Dieter, Robert Hunt, Austin Jackson, with Eichenberg being the swing tackle. Yeah, I think Lindstrom's going to watch out. Well, he, if they draft him, you know, he'll, he'll be the backup center, right? I think Applebaum's going to push from the start. That's his boy. Do you think there's any— Let me ask you this. Would you take— Davis is on the team? No. The money he would save from cutting. You save some money from cutting him. Three three point six. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna want that three point six. Thank you. We're gonna cut you and put that towards Taron Armstead, bro. Yeah. No, I, I was just. I'll say this about Jesse Davis because we've we're, we rightfully have all talked about how much of a failure is at right tackle. Yeah. He was a pretty damn good right guard. <laughs> I actually honest. liked him for the few games in 2020 where he played left tackle. I was okay. He actually, if you he played was well, yeah, right, yeah. I mean. Multiple regimes have sorry, seen though. this guy and I'm thought sorry. he was a starter. I'm sorry, bud. It's not happening. He not only did he almost get two a kid killed, people forget he almost got Brissett killed last year, too. Oh, people man. seem to forget. Do you remember that? Yeah. Brissett well, took that big hit, bro. Well, here's the thing, and this is the last thing I'm going to talk about uh with Deshaun Watson. Why the Browns are going to be my least favorite team in football now. Will Fuller. Well, they're going to get Will Fuller, and I can't stand them. They're going to have Jakeem Grant, who I, I like Jakeem Grant, but I don't want to see the guy win a damn win. Well, we're not winning. And now they have Jacoby Brissett. Like, I can't stand. It's the team that Flores always wanted. Right. I, I just can't <laughs> stand. I can't stand that that is formulated there. And we play them, and I'm. that's one of the games I ever could put on the calendar if they want to grab some beers with me. I will be at the game when we play the Cleveland Browns, whether it's Deshaun starting. Oh, are you going to be at that game? Yeah, I'm going to go to that game. I will be at that game. I will be is staying it, at the Hard Rock. In Cleveland? No, it's, no, it's in, in Miami. Oh, I, I I don't know what games I'm going to hit. This guy's already getting ahead of the game over here, bro. Oh, man. I'm going to be down in uh, the area in May, eh? Of course I got to watch my boy Taron Armstead pancake. I'm about um, to go Garrett. piss off a lot of people when uh, your boy goes to uh, perform at the beginning of May and take some pictures with Tua and Nick Hicks. All the haters on tw on Twitter are going to go wild, bro. Can you imagine, though, right now, if you're to a tongue of a low, you're sitting in your house, and you know Taron Armstead's coming to the facility tomorrow. Like, let's you, go. You know. Like, I, I mean, like, we started off with this. We can end with this. This is – this isn't Buddy. Brandon Albert. This isn't – He better have a – he better have a – a layer ready from them, and I, they better have a luau, and there better be a roasted pig on the spit roast right now with an apple in the mouth, and right. all, all the Polynesian chicks are flocking to the beach, and it's ready to go. Because hey, here's the thing: he's hey, landing lily out and sing a little. Yeah, exactly. Him, you know, and, and he he's landing on a Sunday night, bro. Like private jet. The, the, yeah, Ross coming. You know, and uh, all the players should be linking up with him. The offensive line and Tua. They should be taking them out to dinner or what? And like, you know, that's a type where you find the best steakhouse in Miami 
you hit them up and you say, here's the deal. Me and the boys are coming through. We want to rent out the back room because it has a nice back room. We bring him in and we wine and dine him. And then the next day he goes in and sees the team, buddy. That's what that's what you need to be doing right now. That's what you need to be already starting to formulate that bond of, yo, man, you're the guy and all these guys sitting here, Connor Williams at the t-. See, that's why I wanted them to bring Lyle in, bro. If Lyle came in, he wasn't leaving. They would have brought Connor Williams. They would have all chill. It would have been a wrap, buddy. And now the same thing with Taron Armstead. Like, you just, you know, make him feel like a million bucks. It's like I was telling uh, people on Finside the NFL when I went live today. Uh, when the news broke, we were going to be uh, getting our meeting. I said, listen, if you see this guy at a mall like the Bengals fans saw Lyle Collins, you make him feel like he's already a part of Miami. Oh, man. I mean, like, like I, I think it's it, like I don't want to see anyone some complain. Some show up with some Cuban sandwiches, Neil. Yeah, I don't want to see anyone complain about the price tag. We're we're gonna pay a lot for him. You're gonna pay a premium for a premium player. The thing but is, I keep telling people, oh, but reason he's never played 16 games a season. Yes, I pointed that out before. But here's the thing: hope that we're the team with the medical staff and with the situation where he gets right and he does start playing 17 games a season. Because if he does. Y'all aren't going to be complaining if you pay him $25 million a year because he's going to be the best tackle in football. It's going to be a battle every year between him and Trent Williams if he stays healthy of who the best in the NFL is right now. Yeah, he, he, I mean, he's the best tackle since Richmond Webb. He's better than yes, Jake Long. He's better than Bernie Albert when he was here. Yep. Yep. It's not even close. And, and and honestly, and I like Lel Collins. I wanted Lel Collins. But yes, there's so no comparison. No, Trent's the big dog. And, 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 and Trent's two years older than Taron Armstead right now, bro. Well, there, look, Collins has his own injury concerns. He's one screw up away from being suspended for the that entire year. You yeah. don't have to worry about that baggage. Taron Armstead's a great dude off the field. Like Let's a do this. great dude. I, I like this I'm is a monumental signing for us. This is this is bigger than getting. And this Mike will Wallace. show that premium tag guys want to come here, which we need right now after. All those allegations and such. We need some positive stuff in there, not little mid tier guys. We need a big ticket guy saying, you know what, I'll go there. Yeah, I'll I mean, help be a part of that franchise turning around and that culture changing. That's a yeah, big thing for us. You're going to help the young people. You're going to, you know, you Connor Williams hit. We're going to have a formidable left side line we haven't had in a long time, man. I mean, this is this is the we're biggest like it's signing done, though, eh? since Endowment Sue. Uh, definitely the biggest signing since Sue. I mean, this is a huge, huge, huge deal. Let's it's a just big get it deal, done. man. Don't blow and, it, Chris. Well, here, here's – and just kind of my closing thought, and I don't even care about them, but, God, look at the Dallas Cowboys, the amount of talent they have lost this year. Oh. Cedric Wilson, Amari Cooper, Connor Williams, L. Collins, Randy Gregory. I mean, wow. Neil, we could have taken two of the best players on that – you know, two of the top five players on – the best offensive line in the NFL and added Taron Armstead. And we'd be goo goo gaga right now over Chris Greer. But you know what? Someone said it to me, and I want to get your thoughts, Neil. Last little thing here. Do you think there's some correlation in the sense of they had to have known how close they were on Taron Armstead, and that's why they closed out on Collins to the sense of as soon as Collins got announced finalized, only minutes later, not long after, it got announced that you know, within an, the hour that Armstead was coming. Yeah, they the, Barry Jackson said it. They stopped pursuing him two days ago. They yeah, were 36 done. hours. The they last were done with hours. him. They, they no, they told everyone, from, if you listen to what Barry said, he said they told everyone, stay tight if, you know, we may call you, basically. That's what they basically told everyone. Right. They. I mean, they. here's the thing. 
we viewed them as not doing anything, right? Greer's but in fact, they that. brought back the backbone of this team, which was their defense. In totality, they kept Emmanuel Agbo, which many thought was not going to happen. They they kept Mike Gesicki on a franchise tag at $10.9 million, which is a great value. They fixed the running game. They added another good pass catcher. Who's They're not saying that this guy is their Devontae Adams. But he is a upgrade to this wide receiver core overall. They've given us a reliable, great locker room leader, backup quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater that can win games if needed. And fixing this offensive line, if they do this, and we all think they're going to do it, I mean, this they've accomplished a lot. So that's why you can't watch half a movie and then turn it off and say the movie sucked. You've got to see how it goes. And, you know, we've all been saying, oh, Chris Greer ain't doing anything. Like, this is why they haven't been doing anything. They've been waiting for this opportunity to happen. They've been waiting for the conversation with Taryn Armstead. It went from Mm -hmm. quiet to this dude's flying out on a Sunday night. He's ending his weekend early to get to Miami. That means there's a contract on a table. The money's known. He's been a free agent for too long. Bro, he's been a free agent for too long. They right, know the guaranteed money. They know what other teams are offering. And this is clearly a formality. And I was told, you know, while I was live earlier that, you know, someone messaged me who's in close and said, it's done barring a shocking setback. That's what yeah. I was told. And, and I and, and I, I heard that, th- that there was a lot of interest that he was going to stay to the Saints. But Chris yeah. Greer has been so damn aggressive with the yeah. bag. And, and Watson dipped, right? So it's like. Right. So, like, we give a lot of shit to Chris Greer. And, and he deserves a lot of it, right? If we add Taron Armstead, yeah. take a second to give this guy a pat on the back. Because he is driving this. And he is helping, you know, the cause for this Miami Dolphins team to get this done. Right, like how the Browns were out of the race and then got Watson, that was a similar situation for the Dolphins here. And people are like, "Well, he doesn't want to come here." This guy's an All-Pro, you know. Dude, listen, here's the player. thing. You know what? We are second fiddle. That's what the deal is. Obviously, he's in New Orleans. He has roots there. It's his whole. Obviously, he, dude. Of course, he wanted it to work out. But the fact of the matter is, sure, we're second fiddle. I'm okay with that. Me too. <laughs> like, Me too. I understand why we were. It's a per. It's private matters. Like, when you have roots there, when you have family there, when you've grown up as from a, you know, former college player into a man and a professional player in a certain city. He's been there for like ten years. Obviously, you know, you want that to work out. He's won a championship there. Well, you know, it's funny reason. For a two slap dick podcasters, we both said that Taron Armstead was going to be a Miami Dolphin, and around lunchtime tomorrow, I expect that to be finalized. Uh, yeah, oh, oh man, I better not hear he's leaving without a deal. If he's ain't leaving without happen. a deal, it ain't going to happen. I'm going to tell you right this now. This is the only dude. visit he's taken. It, he's he's going to be a Miami Dolphin. Who's number seventy two on our roster? Anyone? Because they're sorry, gonna... he just missed out on their Super Bowl. I, I apologize for that. Who's number 72 on our roster, though? Anyone? Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked. Yeah, well, there. if if so, take off that jersey. It's coming to Taron Armstead. It's going to be look, looking nice, man. I might even have to 
dust out the old wallet and pick up a offensive lineman jersey uh, here. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm kidding, but I kind of probably am not. I probably would do it. I need a white one, so uh, I need to get one in my rotation there. So, but no, I'm really excited. I think this. And is you a- know, Frank Smith was banging the table for him too. Oh, I mean, man, like I'm just telling you, this is transformational. This is a big deal. Uh, him and Connor Williams next to each other. It, it's going to be something we really probably haven't seen since Richard Webb and Keith Sims. I mean, I know that we had Tunsil and Albert, but Brandon Albert was damaged goods when he got here. This guy still got four years of high level, top tier football in him. Um, you yeah. know, everyone wants to point to age and injuries. This is football, man. People get hurt. People get older. You know, I, I, I like. I just. I, I, we always try to find why not instead of the why. You know, Taron Armstead's proven nothing, but being an elite level player, his NFL resume, when you're looking at left tackles, like this doesn't happen. Like these, this guy doesn't get available. This shouldn't happen. The saints and, and God, they're going to, they, what they did to their franchise and not getting Deshaun Watson, all that money they moved, they're going to be in such cap hell. I mean, they're God, man, Oof, the state to be a saints fan is going to be tough for the next couple of years, but this doesn't happen and, and it shouldn't happen. And we're going to make out of this with, getting a premier left tackle, filling the biggest need on our football team, and let's go. Like, this is big. This is what we've wanted. We're not being silent anymore. Um, I can't wait, man. One more sleep, and hopefully uh, by the time we record next week, we're going to be talking about our new left tackle, Taron Armstead. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't wait, man. All right, Neil. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Um, awesome show as always. Um and you know until next time when we dive back in fin too deep and hopefully we have a left tackle to talk about um man check your pulse man yep if you're not fired up baby check that pulse let's go (laughs) taron armstead miami dolphins let's get it done let's get it done all right guys we'll see you next time right back here when we dive back in fin too deep until then everyone stay happy healthy safe and blessed and as always fins up